John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey! This is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, it's the High Gain Podcast. Oh man, is it? Yeah, uh, we had a little technical difficulty this morning. A little bit of a late start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a lot of, like, pedal board chain debugging. Yeah, high-level pro stuff. (laughs) Exactly. We got to the point where we pulled every pedal out of the chain and just rebuilt it one by one. Yeah. Took a little time. Whatever. Yeah. That's guitar talk. That's guitar talk. That's right what the there. people are here for. Yeah. You know? They want to know that even pros like us yeah. have pedalboard snafus. That's right. Situation normal, all fucked up. That's right. That's military speak. Snafu. Yeah. Yeah. Ed? Yeah. Last we spoke, yeah. we were talking about booster shots. Yeah. You got yours, you feel fine. Yep. I have since gotten mine and now feel fine. Okay. I had my very own encounter with a Karen. Oh, a out in the public crazy person? Yeah, you know, the let me speak to the manager person. (laughs) Monica and I, Yep. we go over to the Rite Aid to get our booster shot. Lovely Rite Aid here in beautiful West Seattle. You can go in at any time Mm -hmm. and get the paperwork to fill out. Sure. You hand it back in and then there's a window of like an hour or two. Yeah. You come back. Right. And they take walk-ups. Yep. So Monica got the paperwork, brought it home, we filled it out, and then when the window opened, we went on over there and we handed in our paperwork. Great. There were like 10, 15 people. Oh. So we did a little shopping. Yep. It's getting close. We thought, let's sit down. Yeah. Monica's to the left of me. Some woman, Karen, we'll call her Karen, <laughs> okay, is sure. to the right of me. Yeah. And then they come out of the door and say, Monica. Mm-hmm. She gets up and goes in to get her booster. Sure. At which point, Karen. Yes. Throws a fit. Oh, no. What's the matter? God damn it. Yeah. I was here before these people. 
I want to talk to somebody now. Did you take offense at these people? Do you think they meant like the Swedish types? Do you think it was that? Maybe. Probably. She goes up to the window and she's pointing at the pharmacy person. Yeah. Who's trying to explain, it's not when you got here, it's when you handed in the paperwork. Yep. And she's pointing back at me. Mm-hmm. Saying, I was there before them. 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 Yeah. Okay. The pharmacy's saying, I don't know what to tell you. So she huffs back and plops down right next to me back in her chair. She barely gets that far. The door opens and Monica comes back out. Her shot is done. Yeah. And the woman says, John? <laughs> so I stand up and I go in and get my shot. And I could just see the cartoon heat waves. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of the top of Karen's head. I don't invite confrontation. No. Right? You are just a rhetorical wrecking ball. Yeah. I was about to say I have very few buttons. That is clearly not true. I have a lot of buttons. You got a couple few. I got a couple few buttons. At least as many as are on that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a few. (laughs) Yeah. A finger being pointed at me and someone just like dismissively talking about me. Yeah. I would not take that well. So what did yours truly do? Sat there and took it. I did nothing. I don't give a shit. No. She can fume till she wets her pants for all I care. Yeah. Karen. I can in every way mistake the pain I feel inside. It comes to me. Evil thoughts just creeping through my mind. Who are you to say? That I can't speak what's on my mind It runs away It's unpredictable Beverages Beverages, Ed! I don't think this week you should (laughs) do a before and after of that song I think the after is going to be so good I mean, the before was great, but I have a feeling the after is going to be perfection. Did you know who it was? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let me me go Boris. No. 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 System of a Down. You're getting into the right genre, I believe. Okay. Uh, What genre is System of a Down? I don't- Ed's favorite band. Yeah. Operatic shit rock? I don't know. That was new metal. Oh. It wasn't Limp Biscuit. No. It was the other guy. The guy <laughs> who was at like, you know, corn with yes, a K. Yes, corn with yes. a K. It was corn oh with a K. Oh my God. Big yeah. corn coming at us. <laughs> yeah, that was the song Predictable. Yeah. Off Corn's self titled debut. Yeah. Corn. Right. 1994. I am so not new metal that Woodstock 99 documentary came out and everyone kind of like looked back at at that stuff right and then right around the same time that Chicago festival happened and Fred Durst Limp Biscuit played yeah and he was rocking the the dad look the, the dad vibes he looked amazing yeah oh those guys they're not so bad no they were fucking terrible I have a cup of black coffee, I Uh have some water, Uh and I have homemade juice. We got uh, beet, spinach, ginger, grapefruits, and orange, a little bit of apple. Okay, I suppose. It's delicious, John. You know what we actually did the other day? 
we did the spinach and then we did the beet and then we did the ginger but we put them each in their own container and the citrus in its own container yes so then you could actually mix and match did you have a little drink cart yep each one was in their own little mason jar okay what about you i too have coffee okay and i have sidral mundet sidral monday mm-hmm. naturally flavored apple soda Oh, that sounds good. They do not appear to have a slogan. Made in Mexico. Okay, Heche in Mexico. Uh-huh. Pretty refreshing. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Ed? Yeah. Guess what I got here today? I don't know exactly what it is, but I know I love it. It's not an Ibanez gem. It is not. But it's in that world. It is in that family. It's in that family. Ed is doing air quotes, yeah. and I think in this case, the air quotes are justified. Okay. Considered to be in the family, yet its own unique thing. Yeah. This is a gem universe. Oh, it's literally a gem universe? That's right. Okay, because it doesn't have the cool, you know, M16-style finger-carrying uh, thing. The monkey grip, that is called. Oh. Yes. This yeah. is a seven-string guitar. Okay. Designed by Steve Vai, and... I would like to tell you how this came about. This is the UV77MC. Okay. MC standing for multicolor. Oh. Because the finish on this is one of those cool swirly paint. Yeah, yeah. It is not like a vinyl overlay or anything. It's straight up painted. Was it a dipping process or I wonder how they did that? I think they could probably dip it and then manipulate it. Yeah. Maybe just by turning it, it goes into weird swirly shapes and yeah. stuff. These guitars have become crazy collectible. I have wanted a gem or something like the guitar you're holding Yes. for 20 years. Back in the day, they were probably like a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, man, I'm not going to buy this thing for irony's sake for two grand. Yeah. And now they're like fucking 10. Five to 10, something like that. The Corn West Borland seven string medley dude. Yes. There's that whole market, that whole demographic. And then there's like Gen X Ed john dudes who are like oh that thing's fucking atrocious and horrible and i love it that kind of negative response to it we can put that all at the feet of new metal sure because there have been seven string even eight string guitars since you know mid 1800s sure there were jazz cats in the 30s and 40s in america playing seven string guitars it's not like out of nowhere when new metal happened Somebody thought to put a seventh string. Yeah. It has long been a thing. And Stevie Vai is not new metal. He is not. He is kind of who I associate this guitar with, probably even more than new metal. You know, when he was in David Lee Roth's, right. <laughs> like that band, that's what I picture. I picture Steve Vai in Crossroads. Oh, sure. The devil having the playoff with... Hell yeah, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, Macchio. Yeah. In reality, he played Ralph Macchio's parts. Yeah. Except for the slide parts, which were done by Ry Cooter. Oh. Anyway, Ed. Yeah, yeah. Ibanez is known for bending over backwards for its artists. If they can get you on board, they'll do anything for you. 
And we've seen that as far back as Steve Miller or uh, the Grateful Dead guys. Mm-hmm. We'll build exactly what you want. Right. And that continues to this day. Man, Ibanez makes some really rad shit. I think I'm Team Ibanez, even though I've never owned one. <laughs> How this begins is that the butt rock times are upon us, and Ibanez sure. wants a piece of that revenue pie. They know that Kramer has Eddie Van Halen shilling for them, and it's working because Kramer is mopping up. In fact, they were making so much money in the 80s, they considered buying Fender. Of course, that didn't happen. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about, uh, you know, how crazy the world would be if Ovation had bought Martin. Yeah. This is another one of those things, how crazy the world would be if yeah. Kramer had bought Fender. Ugh. Every guitar would be pointy to this day. Terrible. So right about 1986, Ibanez is starting to work with the points. And they've got this model they're kicking around called the Maxis. M-A-X-X-A-S. Okay. Kind of a super stratty shape. It's got Mm -hmm. the elongated points. Yeah. They're trying to make it look sexy. Yep. That's their entry into the kind of hair rock world. It's got a Floyd on it. It's got DiMarzio's. Probably a crazy well put together guitar. Yeah, but it's not what they want it to be. Okay. At this point, Steve Vai is kind of household name, and it's known that Steve Vai is open to endorsement offers. Oh. It's kind of like a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sending him guitars. A lot of people are just sending him off the shelf or production run guitars. Yeah, we'll slap your name on this Fender Strat. Yeah, like they did with Clapton. Right. Play only strats from now on, and we'll give you an ass ton of money. Yep. But Steve I is not real into that. Right. Ibanez okay. goes through his catalog and is listening to all his music, and they're trying to figure out how he did it so they can figure out what kind of guitar to build to convince him. Huh. They were paying attention to that. They took that Maxis. Let's make that the platform. Okay. And now, how are we going to get dude's attention? Okay, do this. Make it fluorescent green and pink snakeskin color. Texture of snakeskin looking, but fluorescent green and pink. Those 80s, 90s fluorescent colors are so awesome. Love them. Yeah. Not sure about the snakeskin thing. Not sure I'm digging on that. They did it intentionally and they knew it was bad. Okay. In fact, the big wigs were like, make it ugly. We need to get his attention. That's great. That's so good. I wonder if that's Japanese culture. I was going to say that feels like a thing that an American exec would never do. It also doesn't feel like a thing any exec would do. If the goal is not to have somebody say, oh, cool, I want that guitar, but to have somebody just react, are you going to second guess what I think is cool? We could be here a long time. But it probably wouldn't take you long to guess what I think is ugly. I guess that's a thing. If, like, send dude a black guitar that's really well made, he probably has eight of those. You send him this thing that's like, holy fucking shit, what is this? (laughs) He might spend a little more time actually, like, picking the thing up. They doubled down on it, Ed. They were working behind the scenes. They sent it to Steve Vai's mom. (laughs) And she puts it under the Christmas tree all wrapped up. Open up this package. What the hell is this? That is some next level marketing. CEO pay in the 80s and then CEO pay in 2020. It went from 20 times the normal worker on a line 
to like 400 times. That is terrible. Except the dude at Ibanez. That dude earned 400 times the normal guy. Except for him, everyone else can get fucked. It must have worked because yeah. what Steve I took away from that is that indeed Ibanez takes their artist relationships very seriously. Yeah, for sure. And so he's like, sign me up. They sign him up and they're like, okay, great. Based on this platform, this Mac show, what do you want to do? Yeah. And so Steve I gets to work designing and they take all of his suggestions all the way down to putting the monkey, monkey grip, grip hole in the body. Genius. And they debut it in 1987 at NAM in Chicago. What they introduced was the gem. That was the beginning of the gem line. I, I want one. I want this one. I want the one you are holding. Ah, I don't want the one you're holding. Those seven string necks weird me out. I've been trying to grasp it and we should have gotten a stunt guitarist. Yeah. There is certainly precedent to tuning the low string to an A. Yes. But I think the more common is tune it to a B. Not here at the high gain head. Yeah. We go the extra step. Yeah, down to the A, which feels weird to me. Roller coaster! <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the gem is an instant hit. Yeah. Now Steve Vai is thinking, I want a seven string. So he designs the universe. That's what I hold here, Ed. This is a early 1990s universe model. Seven string. DiMarzio pickups on it. Hot. Super hot. Floyd. Sick inlays. It is the disappearing pyramid. Yeah. Starting at the third fret, there's a pyramid. And as you go to fifth, seven, nine, twelve, and so on, parts of the pyramid disappear. The top. Yeah, top down. It's got that black headstock with the green lettering on it. I am sure that 20 years ago when I wanted one of these, it was pure irony. And I think today I want one of these, and it is unironically, I just really like them. <laughs> I just think they're really cool. Is that crazy? No. Am I dumb? No. I'm kind of dumb. You can get it in white with neon green appointments. You can get it in black with neon green appointments, or you can get this multicolored swirly business with neon green appointments. Swirly or GTFO, all day long. The original swirly business was done by a friend of Steve Vai's on Long Island. At some point, he says, I want my buddy Darren out there on Long Island to do the swirl jobs. Ibanez is like, you're saying we send the bodies to Darren from Japan to Long Island he swirls them, sends them back to Japan, and we finish building the guitars, and then we send them back to the U.S. to sell. Steve Vai says, yes, that's right. What does Ibanez say? You got it, boss. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't know. Maybe that dude is, like, best swirly dude in the game, yeah. right? Like, clearly, <laughs> yeah. no one swirls like old Jimmy Long Island, right? <laughs> like, but God Damn, make the body, ship the body, ship the body back, put uh -huh. it together, ship it back. The fucking planet is burning because Ibanez needs old Swirly Jim over in Long Island to make these goddamn <laughs> things, right? Like, how many fucking boat rides did this goddamn guitar take? I don't know, but it must have had something to do with the price. $1990, Ed. God. $1990. Yeah. Seven string. Yeah. Multicolor Swirly Boy. 
I have a crazy number that I feel like is too high, but I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. I feel like this is way high, especially considering inflation. Okay. I want to say $34.99. No, no. It was $2,200. Yeah. Like, I thought it was way, way, way too high. Inflation, it's probably closer to that $3,200, right? It's like $4,500. Oh, yeah. Okay. The most pristine examples are going for 10 now on the used market. Yeah. I guess that's a decent investment. I don't know. We've got a pedal that it brought with him. What is this pedal? What do you got there, Ed? I have an Earthquaker Devices Hizumitis. That's what I have. It's a fuzz pedal. It's new. It's new. It's based on the pedal that Wada from Boris uses. Ooh. The Elk Big Muff Sustainer. That's the pedal that has been her go-to forever, apparently. Yeah. She apparently has a pedal, as in a pedal. In between tours, she went to Ohio and brought her pedal. Could that possibly be true? Could you possibly rely on a pedal? We're going on tour night after night, and she really has one? Do you have a tech? Yeah. Who can solder real good? Yeah, yeah. Man. (laughs) But yeah, it's a Japanese variant of the Triangle Big Muff. Yes. It's a specific, specific pedal. Yes, and apparently they came up with like eight different prototypes. Yeah. And she had the final say on which one she thought was closest to her pedal. Yeah. What are the controls on that, Ed? You got your uh, volume. Yeah. You got your tone. Uh Uh-huh. And you got your sustain. That's easy. It's pretty easy. Straight up, this is noon for everything. Noon for everything. Okay. Yeah. You want that? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, you know what I'm very into? I'm going tone all the way down. And then let's roll up some sustain as we go. Boost bass frequencies clockwise, boost highs counterclockwise. Oh. So I totally had this wrong. So I had it like... Most trebly? Yeah. And then I rolled it to least trebly, which is exactly opposite. Okay, so play me most bassy. Most bassy. How sustainy is that? Right now, we're at noon. I'm going to go all the way up. (laughs) 
Now I'm gonna roll back and boost some highs. Hit it. I like the chuggy thing you were playing. Hit me with a little more chuggy. More chug? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of fidelity in the sustain. Small changes to the sustain have a pretty massive impact. Hit something. That's sustain all the way counter, right? Okay. So I'm just going to roll it a couple of degrees. That's not even nine o'clock. Did you try and get a hold of Wada or Steve Vai or Wes Borland? Uh, yeah, I called them up. They were busy. All of them? Yeah, they were busy. Jesus. We probably should try and get some of these guys on the horn before, like, the Sunday we're recording. I would like to thank you, Ed, for bringing the pedal for us to play and you're welcome earthquaker devices hizimitas 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 final answer hizimitas it's got cool like jackalope graphics on it symmetrical facing jackalopes yeah so viewers want to hear something interesting yeah go listen to some boris Quit being a dummy. Yeah, that, you don't want to be a dummy. All right, that's a cool pedal. In 1995, Ed, mm -hmm. there were no universes made. Were there gems made? There were gems made, no universes. Demand was low. I was going to say, that guitar was made two years before Nevermind hit. And so, like, whatever cash grab they were going to do, <laughs> you better get it in because shit-ass... Pawn shop Mustangs are coming. Ed is smoking <laughs> a bunch of camel wides and wearing his cardigan and, you know, yeah. being hella ironic. New metal would soon come oh. to save the day, Ed. I actually read. Oof. Maybe this was like a Twitter thread, but still a very compelling Twitter thread. Right. Radio stations were regulated, so no one company could own all of the radio stations in the country. They deregulated a bunch of this, and it allowed these companies to go in and buy up these regional stations. And it became where like A&R dude in Texas is deciding what people need to hear in Seattle and L.A. and, you know, Chicago. So dude in Texas is thinking what the world needs now is... Fucking corn. Corn. Corn, baby. <laughs> yeah. We have done the slightest bit of conflating 
Steve Vai and New Metal. There's a distinction in there. Yeah, he is not New Metal. Yes. But this was the first production seven string ever made. Yeah. You either buy this production one when it comes out or you have to have something custom made. Where'd you get this guitar? We got this guitar from the private collection of Uncle Frank over there at Thunder Road Guitars. Uncle Frank Private Reserve. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or deny? Buy or deny it. Buy. Buy. Yeah. A seven string. Right. It's this guitar. Well, it doesn't have to be. This dipped color, love it. One of the gems with the monkey grip in the pink or the green or the yellow. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I've wanted one of these for a very long time. Oh, okay. Super buy. They are a lot more expensive than I realized they were. They kind yeah. of are. Yeah. I think I'm the same. I suck at seven string, so this particular one's not going to happen for me. But a six string one, sure. A gem? Yeah. Yeah. We'll put pictures of this one up there for yeah. you to compare and contrast to all the stuff you're staring at on Reverb viewers. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Ed? I think we did a great job today. I think we did too, and we should just let the viewers go look on our website. Yep. Thehighgain.com. Yep. Maybe follow us on Instagram. We always like when you do that. We're at the high gain. Big ups to all you iTunes reviewers out there. Yeah. Uh, you want to do it again? We should do it next week. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.